Welcome to the second half of my conversation with Bernadette Bruckner. My name is Cindy Coaches, and I'm the host of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. There is a backstory weaved into each book we write, and each podcast episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that set us on our creative path as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. In the first portion of my conversation with Bernadette, she and I talk about trusting our intuition and timing and how channeling book content can be empowering and yet difficult for many individuals to share that content with an audience. Other insights include how her near-death experiences impacted her writing, why she formed her own publishing company, and so much more. Part two picks up with Bernadette speaking about trusting our inner knowing when it comes to the finer details of publishing our books. All right, enjoy part two. For me, it's truly, I'm so grateful and it's such a relief knowing that I'm not alone. Um, We're bringing out the books and I trust in every single person I choose that they doing their work, what they should do and they do. Yes. Even when some other people telling me afterwards and serious, I have that you can't use this book title. You can't use this book cover. You can't use this book size. I'm said, I give a shit what you, what you believe. <laughs> Sorry for the wording. No, it's all good. It's all for me, good. It's like, for me, it's like, that's my vision. That's how it feels like. This book feels right. Maybe it has not yet the right timing. And I give you the best example. <laughs> For COVID-19, we truly began to bring the first ad um, book series into companies. They said to me, we don't need that stuff. It's about health promotion or corporate health. Then COVID-19 came. We were just ahead of our time. Yes. <laughs> and this is so interesting. I don't know how it's in your country, but in Austria, corporate health were that we have to look on our health they begin now the feeling, yes, it's a good idea that we look uh, for our people who are working in my company. Because when they are not there for, re- for different reasons, it's not a, such a good idea for our company. <laughs> um, and that's the way, truly interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, you're correct. Because the how people, well, in, in many aspects, how people look at their health is much different than it was three years ago yes and and there was so much that was brought forward about how do we take care of ourselves how do we maintain you know when we're in isolation because there for a while everybody was in isolation you know how do we how do we cope how do we survive how do we thrive then, you know, with work and the disruption and, you know, not many people continue to go to the workplace. Those that have, you know, the like the grocery store, the gas stations, you know, those um, necessity. Um, what did they call them? I heard the word just went away. Anyways, those that 
are in those positions that continued to work. They had added stress, but yet the person who who didn't have an office to go to, they had their own stresses. And so, you know, not only was it financial, but it was mental. And then when you're sitting around and you're stressed, what happens? Our bodies take the toll. So then all of a sudden it's like, well, how do I make my body feel well? And it became much more aware that we need to take care of our, you know, the whole self, the mind, the body, our connections, our relationships. And so, you know, there, there was a lot of devastation that happened through the COVID, but there are so many blessings. If you look for the blessings, mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there are, there's a lot of them. And every change is not always an easy change, but there's always good that comes out of it. You just got to look for it if you're resistance, resistant to the change. Um, I think it was the first lockdown where I was allowed to write an article in a magazine about salutogenes. So it's okay. about health, health promotion. Um, and I said, we are now in one of the biggest global experiment. There's everything about pure loving. Oh. And that we, that we, that the only, or the, the main learning is how much we can love in times of crisis. That just gave me chills. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, yes. And and if you if you see all if you see globally what actually happened with us, domestic violence raised, suicide raised, burnout raised tremendously. Yes. Our mental mental challenges raised tremendously. Yes. And it only shows me. That it truly is time for changing of systems. Yes. And for changing the way how we um, look at ourselves and others and what is more important. Is it more important that we go for careers or is it more important that begin that we begin for caring each other, beginning with ourselves, by the way? Yes. And um, loving. And that we we allowed, and this is this is. We are allowed to choose new every single moment. Yes. And sometimes we need a we need a hurricane because this was not a storm anymore. <laughs> this was a hurricane. <laughs> and and I always said we, we didn't we it didn't get steered up, but we got shaked up. Yes. Yes, and, we did. And I don't know how's it in your country, but in Austria, everyone wants to go back before COVID-19. But no a one lot. was happy. Exactly. I was and, every time I'm looking your... at them and I'm like, huh? Why? Have you done anything for the last <laughs> my, two years, maybe? Because it's familiar, because they know what to expect. If yes. you when you change your mindset, and I think that's why so many of us, self-included, hey, I'm right there. I'm I'm riding that train with everybody else. When we change our mindset, our expectations cannot be the same as they were yesterday. But yet, what do we so badly want? We want things Mm -hmm. to be familiar. We want to know what to expect. 
And when we walk one foot in front of the other in complete darkness, all we have to do is open up our eyes and see we light our own way. And holy moly, I'm not sure where that came from, but <laughs> I'm rolling with it. Right <laughs> oh, yes. So, but that I always say, and I truly want, want to give this uh, to our listeners the yes. time is now. To just just do what, what you always wanted to do, not tomorrow. Now, I have so many people. I'm at the moment uh, training um, uh, uh, people um, for, for a new business. And I always say to them, more than ever, it's time that you can truly fulfill your dreams. Everything what you always wanted to work and do. Just do it. And and if if, if you have the feeling that you want to write a book, just write it. Fear is between our ears. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is in so no, many I'm, ways. In my 50 shades of aha, uh -huh, I have one video where it's actually because I, I love to play with words. Okay. When you take the word fear, uh -huh. you, ha you have in the middle ear, by the way. Yes. When you put away the F, you have ear. No one else is the fear because the fear is something what you have to create inside you with emotions and someone is telling you afterwards and now we have a, a psycho and neuro linguistic afterwards people telling you this is fear if someone is not telling you that this might be fear whatever fear is, is for every single different person no one of us would know what fear is when we would still go on I because for, <laughs> why, why for what reason do we fear what is it? Is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear that someone is not loving you anymore because you published this book? Is it fear of what and what fear is it actually? Because this fear is so irrational, it's totally bullshit actually. Just do it. it Just is. write it. I needed this conversation more than you know, Bernadette. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Nike was right. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but it's so... When I begin a book, I don't have it now after so many written things. But at, at the beginning, it was it was in my mind. Everything was stopping me from writing it. And for me, it was like my mind was just shut off and just write it. When I write intuitive writing or channeling, you don't have the chance to think because the words are there. I had right. times where I wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning, forget sleeping. I, I just went to the computer or I tried a lot of stuff, <laughs> even <laughs> writing in my something, writing on, on um, um, uh, with the pen, by the way. Uh, but the next time um, in the morning, I couldn't, I, I had no idea anymore what I write there. Even when I thought <laughs> in the middle of the night, I write totally nice and everything. It's the same. I, I had a recorder next to my bed. Because writing was not working, so I took a recorder, and I thought I I I, I talked very clearly in the night where I was half sleeping, and and took it in the recorder. And the next day I had no idea anymore. I couldn't understand anything. But I have times where I will. I'm so awake in the middle of the night where I know I have to write it down. Yeah. And it, with the computer. Or now it's like I truly stand up, uh, the lights going on, and I write it down the way, very conscious that I, the next day I can truly read it. 
Um, <laughs> and then, and it, it takes a couple of minutes sometimes. And then it's over and then I can go sleep. But I don't, the next day I'm, 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 I'm not exhausted because maybe I, I, in the logical way, I didn't sleep enough. I'm totally happy. I'm totally awake. And I'm just happy that I did it. So never fear whenever the words are coming, they are coming and it's always the right time. Trust yourself and trust the universe and get it out. And get it out there. Yeah. Because I have the saying. Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> oh, I love your cup. Thank you. Yes, you know, exactly. I, I've been saying these words your your words have power your yes. story matters yes and i've been saying it for years and years and when i started this podcast that was one of the main messages that i had to share was your story matters your words have power and it's not only our words that we write it's the words we say to ourselves it's the words <laughs> we express to others and it's the emotion within those words that gives it the power you know it's the attitude too <laughs> i in my coaching i have sometimes women especially one is in uh, in my mind i always said that we have to write down your story because yes. i know that um it's about um her boy uh, who who went into a coma uh, day coma or weekend coma, I think. I don't know the English word. I think it's a weekend coma. Okay. Um, and he never woke up. But he still was there. And we were working with him also energetically and everything else. And she went through hell because not even the doctors took her serious. Her ex, um, uh, this story was, was is so heartbreaking. Um, the son died already. Um, and I always said that you have to write this story because I know by heart there's so many women out there who, who has, have to go through like her and we mm -hmm. have to empower them because they are the mother. You don't know my backstory. Um, my oldest son passed away seven years ago, or not seven, five years ago, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And there is there is something about knowing you're not the only one. It doesn't take it away. It doesn't take away the pain. Nothing takes away the pain. There is nothing. Um, in time, you know, they, the, the saying time heals all wounds is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> I will tell yes. you that. Um, it's still there. You, you learn to adjust your sales so that you can function and but when you know for her it sounds like she was connecting with her son when he was in a coma and there is something about that mother-child bond that that connection in life and in death or even in that in-between state it's it cannot be broken it cannot be broken. 
And she, yes, that story needs to come out. There are, there are women out there. There are mothers, there are fathers, because I'll tell you men, you know, there's such a stigma around men having or showing emotions publicly express, expressing emotion. And which I don't understand, you know, on the backside of all of that I've been through, why even I believe that when I was a kid, you know, I, and maybe it was because of the experiences that I had with, you know, with men that they didn't show that emotion. So I didn't believe that they had emotions. And then when something traumatic happens and you see that side, it's like, wow, you, you have an emotion reaction just like I do. Well, why don't we know that? You know, mm -hmm. why isn't that society, societally acceptable for a man to express their emotions? Why is it, you know, the woman who appears weak? Where did we come up with that? <laughs> you know, who, who set that up? That's just crazy. But there are, there are people who would benefit greatly from that story coming out mm -hmm. that don't give up. Your story too. Yeah. Well, my memoir, I, I have started to write um, a soul's journey memoir um, that starts, uh, it begins with basically the phone call that I, I received. And then it skips like a year uh, when I sold off everything. And then I bought a truck and a camper and I left for a, a winter. And then I've, um, uh, up until this winter, I've lived in my camper. And I had to, I had to set that memoir to the side because when I was working on it, where I was at in the storyline, it dropped me. Um, and I was finding that I was not being able to be my own life preserver. And, and I, it, it was a mental anguish that I was, not, it was a rabbit hole. I didn't want to tumble down because it takes so much for me to get out of it. Mm. And so I'm, I've set it off to the side. I contribute to it here and there. Um, you know, there, the hardest part about writing a book and, and this is what, you know, your, your friend is, is probably contending with in not wanting to write that book. There's not a happy ending. There is no happy ending. My son does not come back. You know, I, he doesn't walk in through the door and yo, are you home? You know, I, I don't get to hear that. I do. However, I do smell his, um, I do smell his tobacco every once in a while or his cologne that he would wear. So, I mean, and I feel him and I hear his voice every once in a while. So, I mean, I still have that connection with my son, but it's not the physical. And that's part of probably a part of her resistance too, is the fact that it's hard to go back there. It's hard to go back and write about because you not only are writing it but you 
emotionally go through that process again, through that grieving. And it's hard to relive that grieving. <laughs> um, but sometimes exactly that can be a healing process too. It is. It, and, because it helps um, us to process things. Yes. And for her, I know she has a, she has a good ending. Oh, good. Uh, with her with her new loving, and also with with the other children she has, and there there again in every single challenge we face, there is something good. Maybe we don't see it yet. Maybe not tomorrow. But later. But. When you lose a loving person, especially a bounding, or especially when you when your children did, did die before you, mm -hmm. then it's different. And yet there is, it always has a reason. And this is something what I truly believe the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Even uh, for example, I I was pregnant, but but I lost it. Okay. And for me, it was such a shock that even uh, eight years later, my massage person, I trust, felt it in my energetical field. Oh yes, and and uh, this is this is um, I think every single loss we have gives us uh, a hole. Maybe we can fill it. And maybe we can count. And we also can acknowledge it that we can't feel it. And that's okay too. Yes. In, you know, in, in my experience, those that have been very close to me and have died, each grieving process has gifted me a lesson. Mm. Um, you know, um, when, <laughs> when somebody really close to me died, I, I don't want to go into who, mm -hmm. um, I was given the lesson of forgiveness. Another person, when my dad died, my lesson, my life lesson out of, from, from his passing was unconditional love <laughs> with Jer. Um, with my son, uh, with Jeremiah, it is find self-love, experience self-love, find your joy, experience your joy. That's the part that I'm struggling with. Maybe exactly that, what he loved that you have. <laughs> yeah. And that, there again, our biggest lesson our biggest journey our biggest adventure in times like we have at the moment is exactly that pure loving always begins with yourself this is actually a, all about my books it's, like, it's about this message yeah. so audience up there grab your pen get your paper for me, example, my, my, the first book ideas I always do is a, in, in a form of mind map. Okay. 
but bring it down. And there's one thing what I learned the most, writing can be healing too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's not about being perfect. It's about just do it. And express it. Express whatever it is. Yes. Sometimes, um, and that's, that's something what I'm probably also count in, I draw. Oh, I do Stories. too. Stories don't always have to be only in words. Yes. And that's why I have also my the YouTube video series with the 50 Shades of Hana. Sometimes I just can't write it. Just say it in a video. <laughs> I love that title. I just absolutely love that title. <laughs> Do you know when I it was? It was at the beginning of 2020, before COVID-19 began. I correct that inside myself. This was so much hilarious because I, I don't like the movie or the book series. Because for okay. me, it's like I have this is something I, I it's not, I don't know, but okay. But I like the title. Yes. And especially for my PhD, which is all about health framing, I just only want to inspire people seeing their, their own, um, their own views, their own beliefs about the world and how the, the world should be just differently. I just want to shake them up and just giving their frame in a different way. Fifty Shades of Aha. <laughs> and I'm, so I always have fun uh, when I, when I uh, record the videos, by the way. <laughs> you know, you have to. If, it, if you're not having fun doing it, then you have to really stop and ask, then why are you doing it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That is a hard lesson to learn. Um, yeah, I've stayed in toxic jobs for too long. And it's like, it's, you know, why, why, why are you doing this to yourself? Come on, girl. <laughs> there are other jobs. <laughs> there are other ways to earn an income. And sometimes we, we just have no idea. And sometimes our imprints are so deep, so subconscious, so in our that we believe we can't do it and yes. again I, I want to inspire so many people just do it just write the first one might be hard but you can be proud when you publish it and publishing is you can publish with no cost yes yeah it is possible yes and i can tell you the second book is easier third book is way much easier and the fourth book you just you, you don't stop anymore you just do it <laughs> i love that yes we need to hear that <laughs> so then for you your you have people who are helping you to promote your books and helping you get it out there has because so many writers feel that they can't afford it and they don't look at it as an investment. They look at it as an expenditure. Um, and again, that, that comes to that mindset of this is a hobby or this is not a job. This is not a career. This is not my work. 
Um, it's just, it's just something I do and it's an expensive hobby. But when you're looking at the process, having an editor, having somebody in your case, you know, translate the book and having somebody to promote and, and help you uh, with the pro- uh, publishing process. When you're looking at it as an investment, that makes all the difference in the world. Was was that an easy decision for you or did you have that reluctance, you know, say with your first book, the, the book that you learn the, the biggest lessons with <laughs> publishing is always with our first books. Um, and then, you know, you adjust your sales on the second. And, and like you said, it gets easier as you keep going because you know what you're doing. Again, um, I knew I had to bring out the books. So there is no question not investing in it. And I always was lucky enough that I had friends or supporters who helped me either for free or with less money. Okay. And um, for me, I, I, of course, do the most work. Uh, even also setting up at the moment a whole campaign for um, launching or real for launching uh, two of my core books of the first Ad for the Soul series. But it's all, I, I do the strategies and also bring everything down and the other ones do it and, and just make and kind of the pictures and also on social media and all the things. But most of the work I'm doing it. So okay. don't ask me how, mu- how much money I invest in myself, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> in myself to do all these things. But this is, this is my passion. And I always say, say for years, others, have a passion in drinking, in 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 smoking, in whatever they invest or waste their money, however you want to say it, and I just do what I'm doing. And yes, I I miss my travels. Um, and yes, I had a before everything else, <laughs> I had a, <laughs> a, a a different living. I did way much more um cultural uh, cultural and and more, more, way much more traveling and all the things. Yes, I do now less. But right. this is this is this is a calling. This is I don't question it. I just do it for me. And sometimes I, I, uh, sometimes people give me money. Sometimes, of course, I earn money and I, I, I just I reinvest it. There you go. And and for me, it's like um, uh, one of the next steps. And that's usually when, when you publish a book, you, you afterwards do workshops and also uh, speaking gigs and whatever. So, so there you can build up a whole business on one book. We have many, many uh, examples out there. And it's always, it's always about you, how much you want to do, how much, um, and there again, I ask the books, but others ask <laughs> themselves. Um, and and you, 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 can, you can build up an empire on one book. So then with your books, your books are educational and when you're going to the speaking, uh, you know, the speaking gigs and all of that, well, or prior to COVID, um, although you probably can start going back and, and scheduling the in-person meetings. Yes, it begins. Yes. <laughs> um, so are you... Are you going to books and doing, or excuse me, are you going to bookstores and doing that? Or are you going to like, 
universities or where are you doing your speaking? Um, on different conferences at the moment, mainly on NLP conferences, because okay. I, cre I created NLP further on. Okay. Um, I create my own coaching therapy style and also my own nutrition style. And they, um, how should I say, this community, I can go way much deeper also with my researches. Okay. Because they understand me. And the other ones, it will come. For me, um, with COVID-19, a lot of changes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and and uh, with the, I always wanted to have um, uh, something in bookstores, but it didn't work out yet. Uh, because they, they have their restrictions, okay, but um, I, I love to do that, and also doing workshops mainly uh, online, mm -hmm. um, and for example, for one uh, women network, we have in May, yes, now we have it in May, I will talk about uh, digital resilience in times of crisis, so we also uh, teach them a couple of my techniques, um, because I just like when I bring something hands-on so the people uh, go after the workshop out there and just use it. And, and um, the other one I have to look because with COVID-19, the energy or everything what I'm doing just changed. I go more and more into corporate health, more and more into the setting of uh, companies and support them. Mm -hmm. um and the the rest uh i will see i want to go out um also with online courses um but yes i have 24 hours seven yes i work a lot <laughs> but um it's also a good a good idea to rest but with yes. every single book i'm I, I just begin for example with the first ad for the soul with all the co-authors they they also got the chance to to promote themselves with the book um, and sometimes we, we, we do, for example, every single year, there's the European Public Health Week. And I have five days where I bring different people in and we do interviews. They can promote whatever they want to promote. We promote our first ad book so that we can um, support as many as possible. And there are different um, marketing ideas, what, what I use with the different, uh, for the different books. And for me, um, the first thing was the most important one was to bring out the books because it's 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 easy going it's a working book um it's actually cheap instead of that that they are coming to me with with coaching sessions all the things and they still can help themselves and all the others beloved ones this was was the main reason why i said okay let's go back i was already in in many other different conferences and on stages but i did had nothing to sell or to give the people Okay. And I, I don't I don't always have the time to do one-to-one -one sessions. I like one-to-one -one sessions yet, but I don't have the time for it. So I said, all my basic tools uh, will become go into books, go into online courses. And when there are hardcore topics, um, then we, we can do the one-to-one -one session or bring uh, people together. Yes. And this was, this was actually a strategic uh, decisions. For me, every single book, uh, is always uh, also a strategic um, uh, decision how to support as many as possible people with the challenges what they have. And for me, writing books and bring it to the paper and publish it also means that I can support as many as possible. And for uh, distribution and also bring it to social media and all the things, I have the other people. They begin yeah. to understand me. <laughs> <laughs> They begin to understand me with all the different things what I'm doing. 
that they understand when I give them something, please publish. And, and I know I trust them thousand percent that they bring together on Canva or wherever they, they bring the, the, the pictures and everything together, that they do it their own way. And, and the one, the, Tina, what I have, she's doing a wonderful work. Wonderful. And this is, this, this is something I know the people are coming to me. They have the call that they feel me and that they, they are passionate about what they are doing. So I trust them thousand percent that they do it the right way, their way and still yet our way. Yes. This is how I see business, by the way. You know, it's a great way to, to approach business. Yes. It takes that fear out. Yes. And it helps and reinforce that trust. Yes, yes, yes. This, this is, um, I have such a deep trust. And it actually came after the car accident, because I still have no idea how I survived that one after dying uh, after nearly dying three times before um and for me it's like i have to trust in life in living in everything was coming to me that it has a sense a reason and also that the people are coming to me because i had need, i had to exchange a couple of authors since covid 19 because the few on people and the few on world didn't match anymore to my books and I turned around and the other people were there. That's with, beautiful. With the this, this is, I, I, I only can trust that the right people coming to the right time. And this was not the first time that it happened to me. It was a couple of times. And no, normally at this day, when something goes totally weird, I'm, I'm crampy and I still know by heart it has a reason. <laughs> and the day after, I understand. Do we have to understand life? No. Did oh, I ever... We try. We try so hard, don't we? No. <laughs> ask, ask me 20, 20 years before that I will write a book. I was like, no way. Yeah, me, book. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. No way. No way no am way. I doing that. <laughs> Oh, and see, and to me, I have always known I would be an author. I have, you know, and it's really interesting is I, I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because once I got my certificate and, and I tried to put myself out there as a health coach, it just did not feel right. I and I couldn't make it work. And I, of course, I forced it. And of course, that just made it even feel worse to me. And then I was driving, and I had this whole entire vision of being about eight years old. Mom and I uh, figured it out, I was probably eight or nine years old. And I remember sitting in my basement and typing out on, on the typewriter, I was not allowed to touch. We're using carbon paper that I was not allowed to use, but I was still using it because, you know, that's just me, the little rebel. <laughs> and I was typing out the family newsletter or the, the family newspaper. And, you know, and I made a copy, you know, for me and, and my mom and dad, and then my sister got a copy. And of course, I made my sister, you know, pay me a nickel. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the joys of being the older child, you know, I have the little pull. That'll cost you a nickel. <laughs> Anyways, you know, I had that vision and it was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing with my health coaching. And so then I developed uh, a, a digital magazine, a health and wellness digital magazine. And that um, I published, I think I published 13 issues, then my son passed away. And then I tried and I tried to keep it alive. And I just was not emotionally, physically, mentally, none of it. I was not there. That channel, it was like, okay, you did it. You can say you're a publisher of a magazine, time for something else. And it was a very hard decision, you know, to, to not do that. And do I still at times think, oh, I could, I could do that. And it's like, but it doesn't feel right. It does not feel right for me to start that digital magazine back up. It just doesn't. So it's like knowing also to trust that, that feeling that it's done next what's next ask that question what's next what's what am i in alignment with and interestingly enough when i started asking that question that's when the podcast started mm -hmm. and um i have talked to so many amazing amazing individuals everyone has there's not one conversation that i've walked away from going, yeah, I shouldn't have had that. <laughs> Every single one I walk away learning more about myself, more about their craft of writing and the process. And I walk away from each one knowing, having a, a very deep knowing that there are people who need to hear this conversation because they're going to get as much, if not more from it than myself. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I sit there and think I am like one of the greediest people because it's like, I have you, the podcast guest before me, and I'm soaking up everything I can. How did you do it? What did you do? You know, I'm asking the questions in conversation and, and having the conversations. And yet I know that it is, you know, like I said, there are times that I feel real greedy in the fact that it's like, gimme, 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 gimme. But yet it's not that at all. It is me sharing because to me, it's more important that I share the story of other writers. And I've had somebody ask me, you know, competition came up and I, I can't remember the question exactly, but the intention was, you know, well, I do editing and I had an editor on, uh, she's a publisher, she's an editor. And somebody asked me, you know, uh, why did you have your competition on there? And it was, she's, she has her clientele. I have my clientele who resonates with her are going to go to her. I don't want those people who don't resonate with me. I, why would I want to work with somebody who doesn't resonate with me? It's not going to work. It's going to be a struggle. But that's and, a wonderful. Oh, go ahead. 
this is such a wonderful lesson now for everyone out there. We are all unique. Yes. All everything that you write will be unique because it's you. Yes. We are not competitors with the books either. No. No. And and but the, sometimes people don't want to publish something because they believe uh, someone else wrote it that already. No. Or that the, somebody else wrote it better. That's what I hear. Is uh-huh. oh somebody else wrote it and they wrote it ten times better. I can't word craft like they can. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's not true. <laughs> we have unique words. We have unique uh, views. Every one of us have different learnings, yes. imprints. So yes. when you when you when you see something, you see different than I then I will see differently because we have different imprints and culture and whatever. Yes. Even in the language, by the way, yes. because also also the language um, gives us a view on the world too. Yes, so But, dare to publish. Yeah, oh, I like that dare to publish. Yes, but what's also very unique <laughs> is the fact that and and I was thinking about this um, before our podcast. I had to take care of some business, and on my way back, what kept looping in my mind is how even though you and I are you know I'm you're in a whole different country than I am your cultures is different than mine yeah I mean there are similarities of course but you know English is my first language I don't know how to speak German I don't even know how to swear in German I do know how to swear in Spanish <laughs> That's the first thing what everyone is everybody needs language. to know. Yes, <laughs> and I and I always say German is also foreign language. I'm an Austrian. We have Austrian German. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge difference with our dialect. <laughs> yes, but look at how many things that we have in common, and mm. that was the looping thought: was look at how much we all have in common. When, the, when there's so much out there on social media and in the news about division, you know, it's us against them, this aggression, this anger, you know, the, the whole push to show the division and, and they are, you know, you, you need to compete against or be against or you need to be on one side or the other side. And it's like, who drew the line in the sand? Who made, the, you know, who came up with that? No, we are more similar than we are different. We all love our families. We all love our, you know, our children the same way. Yes. Yeah. We This are was so beautiful since COVID-19. I was on so many podcasts, um, really around the world. And, and we have so much in common. Yes. And maybe... We needed exactly this global crisis to show to, that, to show it, and also to come together way much more, even when it's digital. Yes, and this is the the the, the, the biggest chance together. And and yes, there will be always for what reason whatsoever that someone wants to separate us. I don't want to know, know because I do inner child healing what they actually experienced in the child that they have to do it now. And yet we have so much in common, especially yes. when it comes to um, to what you want to become in your life. No one of us uh, imagined 
ever since childhood that we want to be in a war or in any crisis. Everyone has wonderful um, ideas when it comes to what do what you want to to bring out into the world, and what do what do you love and everything else. This would would be also and I truly I asked a very uh, mass media in Austria, what would happen when you write one day only positive. Yeah. The interesting part was. Not the media answered me the question, but one of the readers, and she said, this was a woman, and she said, what? If I want to read for something nice, I take some uh, glossy magazine. I want to read the other stuff. I, I don't like, understand that. I just don't understand that. Mean, and this is so interesting. We are in a kind of a world, and that's why I also put my research on health framing. What would happen globally if it would frame the whole negative stuff into totally positive stuff and see the the common things see the positive things in every single person see the human being in front of me yes and not some kind of other interests and and meeting us on eye level what would happen if we saw the human instead of the monster Oh, yes. Or instead of money, instead of some other, I have no idea sometimes why they're actually fighting and, and why someone, why some, someone else, someone else you have no idea of should suffer because of that. I don't understand it either. I, 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 it's, I find myself saying, just drop the anger, just, just drop the anger. Let it go. Where, or how is it serving you? How is no. it helping you to live a better life? Do you want to have a better life? I said for many, many, I'm also on radios on different ones. Okay. And before COVID-19 as well. And for many years, I say always on the radio, I want to invite all the politicians before they get together that we do together in a child healing. And then they should begin to fight because fighting doesn't work anymore afterwards. Yeah. And, and I, I think from at least 20 times in different radio stations, including my, I have my own radio, <laughs> um, uh, radio show. And, and this, is, this, this would be something interesting. This would be a wonderful um, experiment, actually. Actually, it would be. Yes. There you go. Write that down. <laughs> Oh, you know, we have been talking well over an hour <laughs> before I forget and before we, you know, um, before we get too much further, how can people find you on the internet? Do you have a website that's in English or are your websites um, we are we are actually updating my websites um, and the book the book website uh, www.firstaidsoulaltogether.com. Okay, it's in English. I okay. have I have the for the book series I have it in German and in English and this is the English site. Okay, but I, I still have to update it, update it because I'm just behind work. I will. You gave me uh, several links. Uh, mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. with the podcast application 
So I will put those links down because my audience is not just in the United States. Um, I have an audience all over. So uh, I will definitely share those links that you, you shared with me. And is there, I mean, uh, this has been such an educationally packed <laughs> and, and very, very, very to the heart conversation. Uh, powerful, absolutely powerful. Uh, is there anything that you want to share that we have not covered yet? Dare to publish. Dare this to is publish. this is this is the most. This is actually the most. You never know who you can inspire, and also saving lives with your story. That they stand up for themselves. And I'm, I'm serious. This is this is truly serious because I also have a podcast where people share their story, and I have very woe stories. And because one stand up and he told about his story, mm -hmm. um, he could inspire other ones. And this is this was so powerful for me as well as you. I'm learning also from my guests, and also from every single other one like you today. Um, and for me, it's there to publish. I love that. I absolutely love that. Dare to publish. Yes. Yeah. Bernadette, thank you. I have, I needed this conversation more than I can even begin to express to you verbally. Uh, yeah, there are no words to express how much I needed this conversation. And I know I'm not the only one. So thank you it's beautiful and by the way i do a lot of book reviews so if you publish a book i review it ah good to know good to know i will you know i i like you have several books that are in process and i i have one that is uh I don't want to say health and wellness. It goes in that direction. Um, but it's not the main point of, of the book. And it's really funny as I keep false starting it. And in talking with you, I understand why. I'm writing it from thought. I'm not writing it from my heart. From the heart. From the heart. I'm writing it from the noggin, from thought. What, what do I want people to know? It's not for me to mm -hmm. decide. It's not for me to decide. So, oh, Bernadette, thank you. Thank you. I am grateful. <laughs> me too. Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for listening to this enlightening conversation with Bernadette Bruckner. To access her website and learn more about her and purchase the book she has written, Visit pentapaperpress.com backslash podcast and select the show notes page for this episode. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media and with those you feel will be inspired by it. Help spread the wisdom. You never know who else needs to hear the messages on trusting our intuition in her story. To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press podcast newsletter and follow the Pen to Paper Press podcast on social media. 
take care and until next time keep your pen to paper and write your words have power your story matters bye for now